Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Akuo Church, I'm so excited to be with you here to start this series called Listen Up. So in our last series called Heaven and Holiness, we tackled the idea of what it looks like to do things that will send you to heaven and what things will lead you to holiness. Now for that series, we looked a lot at all the things that people will think of as heaven-bound activities and how they are really activities that will create holiness in your life. Well, in this series, what we want to do is take a look at what actually makes you holy. In this series, what we want to do is take a look at the one thing that we can all do that will get us closer to God. Now, we are going to take a look at how words can actually change our lives. Now, there's a time in my life that I remember that someone's words to me changed the trajectory that I was on. Now, this story goes way back, all the way back to when I was a freshman in high school. I remember that I had been working my best to make the basketball team a few months after my football season had ended. Now, when it came to tryouts, I remembered that I got the ball in this fast break. I was dribbling up past half court and I saw a guy like cutting the hoop and I did a one-handed like bounce pass across the court. Boom, one bounce right into his hands. He got an easy layup. And I like to think that that pass is what got me on the team that year. Here's the deal though. Much like my football career, I wasn't really playing in games as much as I was just like practicing. So I wasn't a basketball player, I was a basketball practicer. So when the games came, I had a great seat at the end of the bench, but I just knew that when I got into the game, at some point, I was gonna make something good happen. Well, one Saturday morning, we had a game that started at like nine o'clock in the morning and there were less than 10 people in the stands. It was literally the quietest basketball game I've ever been a part of. And that day, our team fell way behind really early on. It didn't seem to matter what we did uh, because we just kept on falling further behind. So while I was sitting there, I was jarred by what the basketball coach, who was also one of my football coaches, said. He said, Humby, get in there. And so I jumped up to go check in at point guard and I got in there trying to do my best to get something going. I remember that we had the ball and I I made a pass and I cut down the baseline. I'm standing there wide open. I put my hands in the air. I'm like, hey, right here, right here, right here. But I didn't want to yell, just, you know, just put my hands in the air. And my teammate saw me. He threw me the ball and I was standing there and I gathered the ball into my hands and I saw a defender coming at me. So I had to make sure that I took a shot from about 15 feet away and I had to make sure that I got it over the defender that was running at me. So, you know, put a little extra arc on it. And that ball went up into the air and it was lined up perfectly, like right out of my hands. I was like, oh, that's going in. Except as it started to get closer, I realized something. I took a 15-foot shot, and it only went about 13 feet. I airballed one of the worst airballs of my entire life on that shot. The other team grabbed the ball, ran down the court, and immediately scored another basket. When we got, right after that, my coach called a timeout, and when we got into the huddle, he was not happy. He said, we can't play defense. We aren't rebounding, heck. We can't even hit the rim when we shoot. And I didn't see the court again for the rest of the game. So Monday comes around and I'm at practice and my coach pulls me aside and he's like, hey, uh, Humby, I don't think this basketball thing's working out for you so well. I think you should just go back to the football team and go work out with them instead of being on the basketball team. You know, just 
go practice football some more. It was a cut so deep. It was in that moment that my whole trajectory of high school was changed. I mean, I never thought I was gonna like make it to the NBA or anything, but I would have liked to like at least been able to eventually make the varsity team or something. Either way, the word spoken to me by my coach that day changed everything. Now, what about you? Have you ever had an authority figure or a friend speak something to you that would change your trajectory? Maybe you were told that you wouldn't be good enough to make it into a certain team or a certain group or, or whatever it might be. Maybe you were told that you just didn't have the right look for a certain place or maybe you were told that you didn't have the right qualifications for a job. Maybe you were told that the person that you were interested in wasn't into you at all. Or maybe it was the opposite. Maybe somebody spoke something positive into you and it made you think that you could reach further in your life than you had ever planned for. No matter what it is, I think that all of us have had words spoken into us that have helped change us, for the better and for the worse. And the same thing goes when we are in community with Jesus. When we have conversations with him, our whole lives can change. When we have conversations with him, we can become more like him. We can become more holy. The closer we get to him, the more like him we'll be. To get this series going, I want to show you what this looks like. And to do that, what we're going to do is look at the life of a man named Saul. You see, Saul grew up in a city in the Roman Empire called Tarsus. Saul's family was Jewish by race and religion, and based on some of the writings he would eventually put together, there's a good chance Greek was his very first language. He was also well-educated. Saul was exposed to all kinds of different pieces of Roman culture. However, he identified most with his Jewish roots. And during that time Saul was growing up, there was a shift happening with the Jewish people. People were starting to draw lines in the sand over their beliefs. And Saul picked his side. He was zealously on the side of keeping and maintaining the system that had been set up with the Jewish people. So much so that he left his family in Tarsus to go to Jerusalem to be trained to become a Pharisee. Now, with this training, Saul's commitment to the way things had been done was deepened further. Saul went from being someone that believed in a cause to someone that was totally radicalized for his cause. He was a violent zealot of the most extreme kind. Saul believed that God wanted him to kill people that stood against Israel, his people, and the future of the church. In addition to Saul having all these feelings, he was given something else authority to carry out his will. You see, the chief priest from the temple in Jerusalem gave Saul free reign to deal with people that were seen as opposition to the Jewish culture. And with that being said, Saul wrecked havoc. So much so that he became famous, or infamous, really. Because once Saul had come to walk with this authority, there came a group that was incredibly outspoken about the laws and system that Saul was killing people to uphold. These people would speak of their leader, the one that would come and knock down the temple in three days. The one that had come and fulfilled all the prophecies of the Messiah, the one that would save them all. This group was all over Saul's radar. And Saul got all the permission he needed from the high priests to round up these men and women and bring them back to stand before the priests. And if they got out of line, Saul also would take care of that too. So Saul got a posse and headed down the road to Damascus. 
It was here that something strange happened. So let's go to the historical account called the Acts of the Apostles to find out what went down. There, in chapter 9, it says, As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard the sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Saul had been persecuting Christians this whole time. Really, he was persecuting Jesus. So in a moment on this road, this light and voice came from heaven. Jesus spoke some words, and it was in that moment that Jesus spoke those words that Saul started to change. I mean, first off, Saul became blind. And not only that, he now had a purpose. He needed to listen to the voice of Jesus. Saul needed to do the next thing Jesus was telling him because he had no idea what was happening in this world. So, let's see how the rest of this plays out. Let's go back to the book of Acts. Now, there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street, to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem, and he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. So there are a few things to unpack right here. First off, I want to talk about what is happening with Saul. He's been led to the city of Damascus, and he's hanging out in the house of a guy named Judas, not the one that betrayed Jesus, another one. So while Saul is sitting there, he is praying and doing his best to talk to God. And he's hearing from God, right? Because God told Ananias that Saul was given a vision about how this will go. And while we're on the topic of Ananias, God is speaking to all kinds of people here, right? He calls out to Ananias to tell him to help out Saul. The response to this word is exactly what I appreciate because like I can connect me and Ananias are like right here because Ananias is like, Lord, are you sure? I mean, I've heard of this Saul guy. I know what he does to people that follow Jesus. I know you run the universe, but are you sure about this? And this is how God responds. But the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. This is the change right here. Saul has gone from the persecutor. Saul has gone from the one that was feared. 
to the one that is God's chosen instrument to take the message of Jesus to all the people out there. This is what listening to God can do for you. This is how listening to God can change your life. Saul had a few conversations with God and everything changed for him. Everything he thought about how his life would turn out would be completely turned upside down. Ananias tracked down Saul. The scales fell from Saul's eyes and he was able to see once again. In this prayer right here, Saul makes a decision. He decided that he was going to believe in Jesus and what he did here on this earth. Then Saul went to get baptized, which we talked about just last week. Ananias said that Saul would regain his sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Those things happening at the same time. The way that someone is filled with the Holy Spirit is when they believe in Jesus and what he did while he was here on this earth. So those two things happen. Then after those two things happen, Saul goes to get baptized. Remember, just like we said last week, baptism is a confirmation of the faith that you have in Jesus. And the same thing happened there with Saul. So Saul was just letting the world know that he did in fact believe in Jesus. Now let's take a look at how much Saul's life changed. Remember when he was on his way to Damascus, Saul was looking to chain up and potentially harm Jesus' followers. And here's what is recorded next in Acts. Saul stayed with the believers in Damascus for a few days, and immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is indeed the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who caused such devastation among Jesus' followers in Jerusalem? They asked. And didn't he come here to arrest them and take them in chains to the leading priests? Saul's preaching became more and more powerful. And the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. So this is a full 180. Saul has gone from persecutor to preacher. He is standing in the synagogues letting everyone know exactly who Jesus was. Not only that, he was able to do it in such an amazing way that everyone from every walk of life was starting to believe. And it wasn't just in Damascus, though. Saul, who would later be named Paul, would go throughout the region on three different missionary journeys, visiting at least 70 different cities and towns. Each place he went, Paul shared with the people exactly who Jesus was and what he came to do. During this time, Paul would write letters to churches in the different regions around there. And those 13 letters make up more than a fourth of our Bible. So not only did they affect the people that received them, but they are still being used for us to deepen our faith in Jesus to this very day, almost 2,000 years later. During that, his time serving, Paul would suffer greatly. He was in prison multiple times and dealt with everything that came with being in opposition with an entire group of people. And remember, that's what God told Ananias, that Paul was going to have to suffer greatly for the name of Jesus, which I think is the most amazing part of this. Saul went from persecutor to preacher, which means that Saul went from being someone that was willing to kill for what he believed in to someone that was willing to suffer and eventually die for what he believed in. Saul was completely changed because of the words he heard from Jesus. So many people had spoken so many things into Paul about what he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be a Pharisee. He was supposed to be someone that upheld the law, 
by any means necessary. But the words of Jesus completely changed him. And because of that, the world changed. Paul became one of the greatest heroes of our faith, someone who helped an incredible amount of people believe in Jesus. Akuo, the same thing can happen to you. When you sit down to talk to Jesus, I want you to listen up because those words that he speaks to you could change your life. It could change your work. It could change your family. It could change generations of people. I mean, I get it. We all have our own plans. I mean, look at me. I was doing my best to become an anchor on ESPN, but Jesus spoke some words into my life and everything changed. In addition to that, I felt like, and, and still feel from time to time, that I don't deserve to do any of this stuff. I mean, I've messed up too many times for God to be okay with me doing anything for him. In addition to that, I have been rejected so many times and in so many ways. Athletically, like, I've been rejected, I couldn't hit the rim. Romantically, I've had my heart broken before. And even as your pastor, people come to this church and decide it's not for them. And I know it's okay and I want them to find the right place that they fit in, but it doesn't make it hurt any less. And in spite of all the ways that I've fallen short, in spite of all the ways I've been rejected, God still speaks. Jesus still speaks to me. Jesus still changes me and he can do the same thing for you. Maybe someone has spoken to you that you aren't enough. Maybe you have been rejected time and again. Or maybe you feel like you've messed up so many times that you can't even count them. That's okay. Jesus says you're worth it. And here's how I know that. Worth, value, and beauty is something that is determined by how much someone is willing to pay for it. If you buy a candy bar for $50, well, guess what? That candy bar was worth 50 bucks. And when it comes to you, Jesus was willing to give up his life for you. Jesus was willing to give up his life for you to live a life loving the people around you. Jesus was willing to give up his life for you to spend your days with him now and in heaven for all of eternity. So let me speak these words over you right now. Your life, who you are, what you will do until you leave this place was worth Jesus giving up his life for. And for some of you listening right now, you might be hearing about Jesus for the very first time or Maybe you don't understand this fully because you haven't started to believe in who he was and what he did here on this earth. And if that's you, like, I just want to give you an opportunity to start that relationship with him. I want you to have a chance to start this relationship with him right now. And to do that, all you have to do is have a simple conversation with Jesus. We would call that a prayer. And in that prayer, all you have to do is let him know that you believe in him and what he did. That's it. And to help you out, I'm going to ask all of our Akuo community to pray along with you because here at Akuo, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community with you. So let's all bow our heads and pray this today. Jesus, I just want to say that I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now let's keep our heads bowed. And whether you've been a believer in Jesus for the last five seconds or the last five decades, and you want to give 
You want him to give you the words to change your life. Go ahead and pray something like this with me. Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for everything you did for me. Thank you for your unending grace and forgiveness. Jesus, speak to me. Jesus, show me all the ways you want me to move forward in my life. Jesus, show me all the ways you want me to spread your name to all the people that will listen. Jesus, let me hear you. Thank you for everything. We love you. And we pray all of these things. Your mighty, awesome, and loving name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks for spending some time with us here today. Now, before you go, there are a few things I'd like to share with you. And first off, I want to talk about last weekend. Halloween weekend was a huge success. It started off with Trunk or Treat. Over three hours, we had more than 300 people walk through our parking lot. We were able to serve and link to so many families that day. It was absolutely amazing. But the fun didn't stop there. Last Sunday, we had our first ever baptisms at Akuo. More than 120 people attended the service to see seven people get baptized. Not only that, but my son was the first person that we got to baptize here at this church, which was not how he planned it out at all, but it happened. And thank you to everyone who showed up to enjoy and help make this past weekend spectacular. Now, before we go, I wanna also make sure that you know what's going on here at Akuo because I don't want you to miss out on an opportunity to connect to a great community. And with that, we have great community groups for you to join every single week. And I wanna make sure that you know about all of them. So if you're interested in being a part of one of these groups, you can go to our website, check out our social media, and click on the community groups link to check them out and get signed up for one. Right now, guys, we have eight groups going on here at our church, and I guarantee you that there is one that you will fit in perfectly with. Now, joining one of these groups might be the absolute best thing you have ever done while you're here at Akua. And guys, there's so many good things that are happening in our community right now, in our Akuo community, and I just want you to know that we wouldn't be able to do any of it without you folks that are generous here at Akuo. And here at Akuo, what we do is practice the biblical method of generosity called tithing, which means you're giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. We know that when you trust God with what you have, there's always a great blessing. And for some of you, that, that might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family, and if things are tough for you right now, please allow us to help you out. Allow us to link to you. That could be rent, that could be a phone bill, that could be gas, groceries, whatever it is. We wanna be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send me an email directly at humby.sedveta at akuo.church, and you can also call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to tithe here at Akuo, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text-to-tithe option for that. All you have to do is text Akuo and the dollar amount you want to tithe 
to the number 77977. Now, if you don't wanna give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you'd like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to PO Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, guys, that's all the time, that's all the stuff that we have for you today. So I just wanna let you know that we love you here, Takuo, and we are praying for you all the time over here. So please, before we go, just allow me to pray over you one last time. So Jesus, as everyone clicks off of their browser, turns off their TV and puts their phone away, I just ask that you would be speaking to them. I pray that they will hear you. Jesus, I pray that you would give them words that would help them change their lives for the better. Jesus, I pray that they would be able to hear your words and move closer to you and become more holy. Jesus, I pray that during this series that they would grow so close to you that not only their lives would be changed, but the lives of the people around them would be changed. We thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you this week. We will see you at one of the community groups this week. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.